Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. Welcome to another podcast by InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports, your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting. Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast. John Siegel here talking with Tate Frazier from TheRinger.com. Tate, man, it's been a while since we talked. How's life been treating you lately? Life has been going well. I have actually uh, had to talk a lot about the NBA. I don't know if you've heard about this, but the NBA finals have been going on or were going on. They were very short uh, this season, but uh, I've been talking about pro basketball. I'm very happy to be talking to you and talking about some college basketball again. I feel like I'm back home now. That's nice. Yeah, it's, it's a rough time of year for us college basketball fans. There's just not a whole lot going on. But, you know, one good thing, though, is that there have been some pickup games, the legendary summer ball. So that's always good to get those reports out. Yeah, I did see that, uh, you know, unfortunately, most of my Carolina basketball coverage these days comes from, you know, seeing people's Instagrams and, uh, you know, getting random text messages about what's going on from, uh, you know, if James Michael McAdoo's around, he'll tell me who's out there playing. Uh, I saw Harrison Barnes playing, which is nice. I'm, I'm glad Harry B's back in town. John Henson, always a lovable guy, is back in town and back in Chapel Hill. And, you know, I think the most intriguing person uh, that I saw in, like, the pictures of, of all the Carolina players that were back, Justin Watts. I love Justin Watts. It's oh, always yeah. great to see Justin Watts. Absolutely. And, you know, look, other schools may talk about, you know, their family and their brotherhood, all that kind of stuff. But oh, yeah, of course, Carolina is the only program that I know of that you've got guys that doesn't matter if you're a rookie in the NBA, a freshman on campus, or if you're a 20 year vet, you're coming back and playing some pickup in the Dean Dome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we don't promote hashtags at the University of North Carolina. We just support the basketball and uh, support each other as much as we can. You know, that's just what it's about. So it's always good to see that. I know it makes Roy happy. So if Roy's happy, I'm happy. That's pretty much how I operate. Absolutely, man. And I tell you what, I think Roy's going to be happy with the trio of freshmen that Carolina has coming in for the upcoming season between Kobe, Nas, and then Leaky Black. This is a trio of freshmen that the Tar Heels have coming in that's unlike any other that I can remember going back. I don't know, maybe you're talking about the the Ty Lawson, Wayne Ellington, Rashad McCants class. Ooh. Yeah, those are good days. Uh, those are the times that I like to discuss. I will say this class, as far as excitement, I'm excited about them in the same way I was excited about the 2014 guys. Mm-hmm. It's sort of similar where you got, you know, Justin Jackson, Joel Berry, Theo Pinsor in that class. I think we have two legitimate stars in this class and Kobe White. And you mentioned Kobe White. He's playing on that U18 Team USA. And Bill Self is coaching that. Danny Manning is an assistant coach. And then Anthony Grant is a Dayton. He's the other assistant coach. And the good news is if you're a Carolina fan, you understand that, you know, Kansas and Carolina have had some, you know, they haven't minced words since Roy Williams decided to come home for Dean. You know, there, there hasn't been the best relationship. They're basically, I would say, our cross-country rival as far as Blue Bloods go. But for Bill Self and for Danny Manning to have a Carolina guy on their team, you know, to pick Kobe White to get him on that team and then to rave about him, you know, Bill Self is, you know, just basically he has one of his guys on the team, Quentin Grimes, who's going to Kansas. You know, he's obviously supporting his guy. but. When you ask Bill Self about the U18 team, 
it always goes back to Kobe White. And uh, I think that is, you know, so cool to see. For people that don't know, you know, Kobe White has the scoring record in the state of North Carolina. He's mm-hmm. a true North Carolina, you know, through and through kid, um, which I, I love seeing coming to Chapel Hill. But what I also love to see, you know, in Chapel Hill is guys that are just freak athletes that come from Florida. You know, we saw that with Vince Carter before. And I think that Nasir Little, I don't want to overstep myself here, but from what I've seen with all the all-star games, McDonald's game, Jordan Brand, all that sort of stuff, Adidas Nations, Nasir Little is the best small forward in this class. I mean, I know we got Reddish and Barrett and Zion right down the road in, in Durham, but I, I mean, I'd take Nasir over pretty much all those guys. He's got a complete game. He's not afraid uh, to go at people. And, you know, I, I don't know if you saw this whole thing with uh, Kyle Kuzma. I'm out in Los Angeles, so some of my news is a little, you know, more L.A.-based than most. But Kyle Kuzma uh, was talking about how North Carolina had no players in the league, and Nasir responded, just said Nasir. So he's on the right track. He knows what it's about to be a Carolina basketball player. You come here, you learn the game, and then you go to the NBA and dominate. So uh, I'm looking forward to those guys, those two guys. And then I think Leakey's kind of, you know, been undersold a little bit in this class because he, I mean, he was the first one that committed in this class. Uh, and, you know, the name itself, I mean, Leakey Black, you know, that last name Black, you know, Jimmy Black, uh, you know, some great memories uh, with Carolina fans, uh, you know, over the years, obviously. I think that he is like a Theo Pinson type. I think he's just so versatile. I know that, you know, there are some people that believe he will probably try to play point guard at 6'8", like a little Michael Carter-Williams-like. I don't know if we'll see that. I I do like him on the wing. I like what he, you know, brings to the table defensively. He's a smart basketball player. He's a savvy basketball player. I just think these three guys, I mean, it's just so exciting because, you know, it is sad to lose the, the Joel Theo. Then obviously Justin, you know, after the championship, he, he left for that 2014 class all getting out of there. But I think there's a bright future ahead, and I know that Roy's really excited about these guys. Well, here's the thing that stands out to me. Aside from just their obviously high basketball skills between all three of these guys, if you've watched mm-hmm. them in high school and especially over the summer, I haven't seen an ounce of fear from these guys. No. I mean, all three no. are incredible competitors. They love going at it. I mean, that's the type of mentality that you really want to see playing in Chapel Hill. And it's the, you know, I, we know a little bit about this. I mean, one of the biggest knocks on the, I would guess, the, the new Carolina since about, you know, the 20, the start of the, you know, 2010, 2011, people have knocked Carolina for being quote unquote soft or being too nice, you know, those are the things that have been thrown out. Now, Sir Little is not too nice, and he's not soft. Kobe no. White is not is not very nice, and he's definitely not soft. Leaky Black, same way. I mean, they're just sort of, they have a mental makeup where they're really not taking anything, and they really are probably, I mean, Sir Little is, you know, North Carolina, you know, through and through. He's all about it, you know. He was raised to believe North Carolina basketball stands for something, and, uh, I don't know. That that's those are the caliber players you want to have coming through the program, and especially when they come in with this veteran group of Cam Johnson, Kenny Williams, and Luke May. I think it's a match made in heaven. All right, so let's talk about potential starting lineups. Then the talk has been mm-hmm. real heavy that you know Roy Williams expects and is looking forward to Kobe potentially starting for point guard. Now it's an open position. Roy's very, very big on that. He's obviously not going to designate someone as even the leader at this point. But I think there are a lot of fans that are looking for Kobe to start at the point guard spot and then for Nas to just be in there at somewhere. And it's almost an embarrassment of riches at that small forward, power forward position for the heels next year because you've got Luke May and Cam Johnson coming back that I mean, those are all ACC caliber guys right there. And you're adding a potential, you know, lottery pick in Nas. It's going to be tough, but what do you think? Do you think that we're going to see one freshman start, two freshmen? <laughs> What's the call on that? 
do you know who we're talking about here? We're talking about Roy Williams. And uh, this is yeah. a man that learned everything from Dean Smith, a little bit from Larry Brown, but mostly all from Dean Smith. I have to say this. I, this is a real test to see. You know, we've seen Coach K uh, really adapt over the past three or four seasons. You know, Roy's kind of stuck to his guns and, and followed the formula. And, look, you know, he's won national titles and went to back-to-back national title games. So he's been doing it his own way. I think if I know Roy Williams like I, I, I tend to think I do, I believe that Seventh Woods will be the starting point guard. I know that is a, you know, a bold opinion, I guess, in some circles. I think Kenny will start at the two. Kenny Williams will start at the two. I think that Cam Johnson will be the small forward. I believe that the power forward will be Luke May, and I believe that the five man will be Sterling Manley. That is the starting mm-hmm. lineup, in my mind, is what is that, that's what Roy's going to roll out. And I know, you know, that may make some people upset, but I think as as the year goes on, I think we will see Kobe White, you know, moved into a position to take over that starting role, sort of similar to like you know with Bobby Frazier and Ty Lawson, something like that. Yeah, um, that may work out that way uh, with Kobe, just because he is so talented. I I still think seventh will have a good year and, and really step up and show himself to be uh, what I think he can be. But I think that Nasir Little is is going to be the real interesting one. I think he's going to have to play. I think that Cam Johnson will shift down to the four. I think that Luke May will end up playing the five a little bit more this year, and they will end up going small with Nasir Little. You know, pushed in there at the three with Kenny and probably you know, Kobe or seventh at the one. There's so many, you know, different lineups they can do with this team. I don't think they're going to have a problem uh, with depth at all, um, as we know, with, you know, how Roy runs things. I think the the real test, honestly, though, with this team is can seventh Woods basically be the North Carolina point guard? And if he can, then this team, you know, you start talking to me about real, real championship contention if they have seventh Woods play at that level. And if not, and then they have to rely on Kobe as a freshman, that kind of changes the, the tenor of the team and where, how far I really think they can go just because of how important the point guard position is. But Luke may, I mean, I, I think he and Kenny and Cam, that whole class kind of changes everything for this team and these young guys. And it's going to make them grow up pretty quick. I mean, I think little Kobe and Leaky are all going to come in and be expected to, uh, to take on some sort of role. I could see Nasir little being six man of the year in the ACC though. Oh, definitely. I mean, and he's going to get minutes. There's no doubt about that. And Roy Williams teams are at their optimal when you have three or four guys that are capable of dropping 20 plus points any night. Yep. And yep. I, that's just how the heels are set up to be next year. I mean, absent, you know, weird injuries or something freakish happening like that, there's going to be offensive firepower at we know the one through the four. And if Sterling Manley can improve upon the glimpses that we saw last year, mm-hmm. you're talking one through five, all these guys can score and play. One of my greatest regrets in basketball over the past two or three years is not being able to see Tony Bradley in his second year at Carolina. And I think mm-hmm. we have a chance to see something special with Sterling Manley. I know he's in better shape. I've heard some good reports that, you know, he's working hard, he's coming in and putting up shots and all that sort of stuff that you expect to see over the summer, quote unquote, buying into the program. And I think if Manley can really make the leap too, I mean, if you have Luke May and uh, uh, Sterling Manley, who is, you know, capitalizes on some of the flashes all last year, that's a pretty formidable front court. And like you said, when North Carolina has the formula, you know, they can really do some dangerous things, especially come tournament time. So this team has all the pieces that are there. Just, you know, we'll see if it all comes together and uh, they can make another run because, I mean, Roy's done a great job, you know, bringing in some some talented guys in this freshman class. So it's, it's one of his best classes, definitely his best class since 2014. And like you said, probably one of his best classes since uh, the Ty Lawson class. 
Yeah, and you know, for all the angst that some fans have shown Roy for recruiting over the last couple of years, you know, with the looming changes, I know you guys have been talking about NBA a lot on your podcast yeah. with Mark Titus, you know, with the NBA draft potentially going with an overhaul, I mean, guys could go straight from high school. I think that what you may see is a bit of a resurgence in Roy being able to land really these high-end kids that are dedicated to come to college to put in the effort and, you know, to really learn under a Hall of Fame coach. Yeah, people forget that uh, a lot of the, some of these players that are, you know, the, the quote-unquote one-and-done type talents, some of them want to learn how to play the game of basketball and get better at the game of basketball. It's not all about shoe deals. It's not all about, you know, signing up to, to get your own Nike commercial in the next year or two. It's sometimes, you know, you may have the raw talent, but you want to learn the game and get better at learning the game of basketball. And that's what Carolina basketball has always been about. So Roy's been selling the same thing. I think the NCAA cloud really hurt them. I know, you know, people will point to that, obviously. But I think this is a new, a new time, a new period. And it's like, you know, a second life for Roy, honestly, because he was just getting so bogged down by, you know, the struggles they had on the recruiting trail for a little while. I think he feels refreshed. And uh, I mean, this class will really show that. So I'm excited. Yeah, and it's especially going to help if, if Nas Little does come in, if he performs like people expect, and if yep. he does go ahead and earn himself that lottery pick, I think that will dispel a lot of that negativity that other schools were trying to use against North Carolina in the recruiting circles. And let's be honest. I mean, Harrison Barnes was the seventh pick. He was the core of a team that won a championship that made the Warriors become, you know, the dynasty they are. And he he did such a great job selling what he what his position was on that team that Kevin Durant, the second, you know, best player in the NBA at the time, decided he wanted to go take a spot. So, you know, don't let people, uh, you know, their their very tailored opinions on what Carolina is in the NBA right now dictate how everything actually is because Roy's done a good job. John Henson plays on a Bucks team that's going to be really good in the future. There's some good spots and some good moments. Reggie Bullock with the with the Detroit Pistons. Uh, I'm excited to see what he does there. He and Luke Kennard actually are teammates, and I think that they have a bright future on the wing in the NBA. So I, I don't know. I, some of the stuff with the NBA with Carolina is a little bit too much these days. Wayne Ellington's uh, setting records down in Miami, man. Of course, of course. That's what I mean. We're uh, you know, there's Carolina guys all over the map. They don't get you know talked about that much, uh, you know, on the national news cycle, but. Uh, Sometimes you got to bring it up and make sure people know. Even even Marvin Williams, a guy that people try to act like is a bust, is you know playing in the NBA for over ten years and you know is it, it, cashing checks down with the goat. So it, it's not that bad. Exactly. Let's go ahead and start wrapping this one up, Tate, because you've talked about you know I think that what the ceiling could be for this team, and I completely agree with that. That if everyone does come in and perform. I mean, you're talking a Final Four Final potential Four. type. Yeah, Minneapolis. Um, that's what we're talking. Exactly. The ACC, though, man, it is shaping up to be another year that the conference is just going to be killer. CBS Sports put out their way too early top 25, and you can't put in a whole lot of stock into these, but I went through and counted. There were seven ACC teams in their top 25, and the three kind of standards are there. Duke, Virginia, North Carolina, all in the top 10. But then they've got the teams like Florida State, Virginia Tech, Clemson and Syracuse also in there. It's going to be a gauntlet for for the entire ACC next year. How do you see that kind of breaking out? Do you think it might be another year where one team really runs away like Virginia did this past season? Or do you think everyone's going to kind of come back to the middle a little bit? 
I think it's going to be, you know, the latter there. I think it'll be uh, some really talented teams. I don't think a team will – I mean, honestly, the only team I could see having a, a season like Virginia did last year in, in the ACC is Virginia again, just because I do like Hunter a lot. I like Jerome, and I like Guy, and I like that core all coming back. I think they're going to miss Devin Hall a lot, obviously, going to the mm-hmm. NBA. But I, I do think Virginia is, you know, probably the top team. I know a lot of people hearing this are – or like, are you kidding me? They lost to UMBC. Yes, I remember that happened. But um, that core is really solid. And Hunter obviously didn't play in that game. I, I, I like what they're bringing back. Carolina and Duke, are, that, that's pretty much the, the top tier, those three teams, as we know. Those are the teams to watch out for. I, I would not be shocked if Duke does some, some damage next year in the ACC, you know, and have a lot of people talking about them just because of the, the talent they have on that roster. And I love um, I was. I shouldn't say love, but I, I'm a big fan <laughs> of Trey Jones. I think he's a good, smart basketball player. And when Kay has a point guard that's, you know, gritty and tough, uh, you know, good things tend to happen for Duke basketball. Um, so I'd watch out for them as well. I really like uh, the last team you mentioned, though, in the ACC as a, maybe a sneaky team to watch out for, and that's, you know, Syracuse. I, I like the Orange. Um, I think Bayheim has a nice core coming back. Tyus Battle, a lot of people thought that he would be a late, you know, like DeJounte Murray, late first-round point guard pick for some teams. He didn't grade out that well at the draft, um, so he decided to go back to Syracuse and try to get his stock back up. I like Brissett on that team, O'Shea uh, on the wing, you know, it's the classic C.J. Fair type wing for for uh, Jim Beheim. So I, I think Syracuse is a team to watch out for, too, in the ACC. So those are probably be my main teams. And, of course, Virginia Tech and Clemson and Florida State, all those guys, you know, got a lot of national pub this year. I think the biggest thing about the ACC is that they are, you know, becoming known as the premier conference in basketball. People are keeping up with ACC teams, especially when you see a team like Florida State get to the Elite Eight, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those things put people on the map. And Clemson obviously had a great year last year, got a lot of people talking about them. And, and Buzz Williams, I mean, he's a character, you know, you know, our show, One Shining Podcast, a lot of it is trying to pick out characters in college basketball and, you know, poke fun at them and, you know, heighten them up a little bit and, you know, Buzz Williams, you know, with his new hairdo is uh, is the perfect person for that. So, you know, they get talked about a lot more than they used to, you know, under the Seth Greenberg regime. So I, I think the ACC in general is just a national talking point. So uh, it, it'll be a lot of coverage. It'll be a lot of people focused in on what these teams are doing. But um, I think Virginia, Syracuse, North Carolina, Duke will probably be the four teams that are all in it. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to argue with that. Well, man, college basketball is only a few short months away. We've got to get through the dog days of summer. And then uh, I'm assuming that you'll be talking NFL football with your other podcast with Lombardi sometime soon. And then um, I guess everything will be start getting uh, ratcheted right back up with a one shine podcast, right? That is all correct. Yeah, I will be uh, at NBA Summer League. If there's anyone from the inside Carolina world that will be down in Las Vegas, I will be there watching Theo and Joel and a bunch of other guys. And uh, we'll be doing a, a live podcast down there, one shine podcast myself and Mark Titus. And then, uh, yeah, the NFL comes back. GM Street is a is an NFL podcast that you can find on the Ringer NFL feed. It's myself and a former GM, Michael Lombardi, uh, who has worked with the likes of Bill Walsh, Bill Belichick, and of course the great Al Davis. So he tells some great stories on there. We keep up with everything that's going on in the NFL world too. So I got a lot coming up, but I'm excited to keep up with Inside Carolina as always. Oh, thanks, man. I've listened to most of the podcasts on the Ringer, and I know that you like to plug the famous now Tar Heel Mitch Trubisky, who will hopefully have a good season for the Bears. So. Yeah, a little plug there. Yeah, we hope so. I, I hope money making Mitch can make some big throws this year because we we need it. We Carolina needs a quarterback in the NFL that we can brag about. I'm tired of Phillip Rivers. I'm tired of Russell Wilson. <laughs> uh, I'm tired of all this. So I, I hope Mitchell can do it. I know, right? We'll see. Uh, actually, one final thing, man. You mentioned Theo Pinson. 
drafted or yeah. undrafted? What's your final call? I believe he will get drafted. I have seen Theo. He has worked out, honestly, at every single NBA team. He is a very infectious personality, as all Carolina fans know. When he goes to these workouts, he leaves an impression on people. I've heard through, you know, uh, quite a few teams that, you know, people really like what he brings to the table. And they like the idea of him bringing the ball up and handling the ball, and they love him, uh, you know, on the wing playing defense. I mean, he's six foot six, and, and we know what Theo can bring to the court. I had one guy text me and say that he reminds him uh, of a shooting guard, Draymond Green, for whatever that's worth. Um, so I hope that Theo will get drafted. He deserves to get drafted. He's putting in the work. He's going everywhere, flying all over the place. So uh, I'm pulling for Theo. We all are. All right, Tate. Well, hey, man, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. We'll try to, to touch base again sometime over the summer. Until then, have a good one, man. Yep, thanks, man. Thanks for listening to InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting.